10 to 1, episode 108. Top 10 animated shows. Welcome to 10 to 1. A podcast where we make top 10 lists about everything. I'm Brian Kozer. And I'm Melissa Kozer. And I'm here too. Yes, a special guest from a previous episode. Uh, remind me again what what show episode that we did with you, Zach? It was one that I regret a little bit. I will explain why later, a little bit later. Um, it was top ten comic book characters, which was a fun list to make. That's right. That was uh, episode 23. That was a pretty early one for us. And I think this is the first time that we've had a repeat Guest, so welcome back to the podcast. Well, thank you. I feel brother, very honored, brother Zach. Brother Zach. Yes. All right. So tell us uh, why you chose animated shows to do for a list. Well, tonight, um, I thought about a few things that really interested me, things that I really enjoy um, watching or playing, participating in. So I thought up a list, different uh, categories of games or shows and animated shows was at the top of my list and brian said that we could do that one so uh, we were able to do the one that was on the top of my list which i'm very happy about and i'm really excited to make this to cool all right uh so melissa why don't you tell us how you came up with your list are there any on here that you haven't seen since you were a child is one one thing i'm interested about Nope, these are all recent ones, uh, especially since graduating college. Seen them all since then. And I've been keeping a list of all the TV shows that we've watched. Um, I guess, yeah, I think all of them that we've ever watched. And on there, I only had about uh, just a little over 10 that are animated. So they made it pretty easy to make this list. That's nice. I had a really hard time. <laughs> so how many total did you have before you whittled it down to 10? Um, well, I didn't really um, whittle them down to 10. I just wrote the first ones that came to my mind, <laughs> typically the ones I enjoy most. And then as I thought of more later on, I uh, either just didn't include them in the list or put them as an honorable mention. Right. Makes sense. Okay. Yeah, I uh, had a couple different lists, like a list of some shows that we've seen, and we had made a top 10 list for uh, something else, and so I was able to mostly go off those lists, and then a couple more uh, came to mind that I haven't seen recently, and got a couple honorable mentions, and we can get to those at the end, but uh, unless you guys have anything else? Um, I do. I have a couple of criteria for oh, okay. an animated yeah. show that I wanted to get out of the way really quickly. I have two criteria for an animated show. The first is it has to be animated. <laughs> the second is it has to be a TV show. Yes. Complicated, I know, but just trust me, it'll make sense later. Pretty blown away by that statement. So basically what you're saying is no Looney Tunes because those were aired in the theaters, not originally on television. I can neither confirm nor deny the presence of Looney Tunes. Yes. All right. All right. Yeah, we'll have to talk about those as they come up. Uh, do you think we'll have any crossovers? I 
know I'll have some with you, Brian. With Zach, it's hard to know. I'm pretty sure I'm not going to have more than two crossovers with anyone else, but maybe you'll be surprised. I don't know. Yeah, I'll say, um, yeah, one or two with you, Zach, and probably, oh, one, two, three, I'll say four crossovers with Melissa. We'll see how it goes. So let's get to it. My number 10 is Futurama. Have either of you heard? Heard of it? Heard of it. Never seen it. So it's been a long time since I've seen any of it. But when I did watch it, I enjoyed it. And um, I mean, it's kind of the uh, sci-fi farce, uh, you know, making fun of Star Trek, making fun of some of those other shows. And so probably at some point I should go back and, and see if this one was only good when I was in high school, just a dumb high schooler, or if, <laughs> or if it actually holds up. So I'll... I'll not, I guess, stand by this one, but from what, from my memories, it was pretty good. I don't really know anything about this show except for a couple of memes that have spawned from it. So yeah, I'll I'll just take your word for it on this one. Okay, I'll get back to you at some point. So that's my number ten, Futurama. All right, my number ten is a show I just watched this morning. It had been a long time, and it was The Pink Panther. So uh, it was just a lazy morning, trying to just ease into the day. And so we put on Pink Panther, and the girls were transfixed. And I kind of half watched, half ignored it. But it was, uh, I was impressed again at how much they could do with 2D animation and no speech. I I promise. I, I do remember that there are some that... They do have speech, and those are the ones not worth watching. But, for the most part, a lot of them don't have speech in them. The characters will just hold up signs for the few times that text is needed. And it's it's brilliant. It's so much fun to watch. They'll do ridiculous, impossible things. And it's really fun for, for kids and adults. And, and then the music in the background is always great. It's, uh, it's very fitting for each uh, crazy thing that happens. I too really like the show, but I do have one objection. There's one episode with speech that is hilarious, um, where there are two men, Devro and Hoshkins, who are trying to <laughs> get a big diamond from the Pink Panther. And they have such brilliant lines as, Hoshkins, I wish there were words to describe my contempt for you. Is that a great episode, or is it just a Kozer episode? <laughs> Maybe a little bit of both. <laughs> yeah, I didn't... I thought we had watched some of these, Melissa, and you weren't really impressed. So I'm really surprised to see this one on the list. It got a revival to this morning. Wow. Okay. On to the list. Yeah, so that's my... <laughs> yeah, the list when it really starts, huh? I don't think you're really impressed with this, this one. But that's my number 10, The Pink Panther. Well, I'm glad to see at least one show that I know about. <laughs> um, my number 10 is my nostalgia pick. One that I... You're not old enough to have a nostalgia pick. One that I watched as a wee young lad. Yesterday. I didn't watch it yesterday. You're so mean, Brian. <laughs> I, I, I watched it several months ago with Danny. I'm glad that he's picking it up now. But my number 10 is the original Bob the Builder. Not the terrible Australian nice. one. 
Not, not the new animated one. The old original claymation, Bob the Builder. Um, it ran from 1998 to 2004. And um, I don't know. It was just something about it that I really liked. Um, something about all the vehicles and um, the different buildings they they uh, repair and and all the different work they do it was just really cool to me back then and i still enjoy watching it now with uh with brian and my uh younger brother danny um um a few of my favorite characters from the show um i'm probably going to go through and list a few of my favorite characters because in my opinion the characters are a big part of what makes a show great um so two of my favorite characters from Bob the Builder are Muck, a red <laughs> vehicle. I don't exactly know the name of the vehicle, but she's red, so and I like red. Isn't she a dump? Not a dump truck. Never mind. And also Bob the Builder himself, because he's the one that does most of the work, along with Wendy. But um, I just always like Bob. He's the title character. So... I will push back and say Muck is the worst of the trucks. Aww. Worst of the trucks. Well, Best color, though. <laughs> <laughs> You're a truck racist. <laughs> that's, not, that's not a good way to base your, your best opinion on. Well, back then, I wasn't really that deep into character analysis, so I'm sorry. <laughs> I think... I don't know if I can take your list seriously. <laughs> You're starting with Bob the Builder. It's fine. It's it's a great little kid show. I'm not disputing it? that it goes on the list. I'm disputing Muck <laughs> being your favorite character. And Bob the Builder. Lofty is <laughs> is the best. <laughs> anyway, that's my t- number 10, Bob the Builder, the original. Or Spud. <laughs> All right. My number nine is the other show on my list that I have not seen in at least 10 years, and it is Dexter's Laboratory. Ah. One of that, the block on Cartoon Network of, uh, it was Dexter's Lab, Powerpuff Girls, Samurai Jack, and was it just those three? For some reason I was thinking there was a fourth. But uh, those three were kind of the defining Cartoon Network shows uh, when I was growing up. And uh, yeah, Dexter's Lab was the only one of the three uh, that we really watched growing up. And so, uh, you know, you got the uh, nerdy little kid making all of the different scientific inventions. And, uh, you know, I've always liked science fiction. And so you've got that and the humor, of course. And, uh, yeah. Uh, Melissa, did you ever watch Dexter's Lab? You've shown me a few episodes. And they're fine. Same. They are not on my top ten. Same. I've only seen maybe two or three episodes not some of my favorites but they have a few memorable moments so i can understand them being on your list yeah yeah i it was one of my favorites growing up so still on the list i'll probably go check out a few more at some point maybe play them for the girls so that's my number nine dexter's laboratory all right my number nine showed up on our guilty pleasures list so just bear that in mind but it's danny phantom And I like this show. I watched (laughs) some of it back when I was in middle school. And then uh, shortly after, sometime while I was pregnant with our first child, we had Netflix. 
and I binge watched this show because I was like, oh yeah, I remember this is a fun show. And it's only number nine because it definitely has some lame episodes and some things that I don't know if I want our kids really watching too much. Like parents are dumb and kids are cool, but I still like the the idea of a kid with ghost powers and he goes out and fights all the bad ghosts. And there were some really fun episodes. So all of that aside, you know, it's, it's still, I still like it. I can't pass judgment on this show because <laughs> I only ever saw a trailer or whatever on a, on a cartoon mm-hmm. channel. But from what I saw on those, I'm glad I didn't watch it. <laughs> I've said all I need to say about Danny Phantom on this podcast already. So that's my number <laughs> 10, Danny Phantom. <laughs> okay, well, moving on. My number nine is a bit of a controversial pick that I did not know was controversial. It's Looney Tunes, <laughs> specifically Bugs Bunny, because uh, let's be honest, Roadrunner and Wile E. Coyote and the Tweety and Sylvester cartoons get old after about two episodes of each. Wile E. Coyote mm-hmm. never gets old. Well, anyway, uh, Bugs Bunny is my favorite because he's he has just such a great character. He's a little bit mean a lot of the time, but... It just feels so good when he gets that hunter and gets him good. Well, he's never the first one to attack. He's always attacked, and then he responds. That's a very good point. So, yeah. um, Bugs Bunny was first introduced in 1938 as Happy Rabbit in a Porky <laughs> Pig cartoon. By the way, there I'm going to dispute Brian. There are a few times where Bugs Bunny is being obnoxious, and he <laughs> deserves what happens to him. Even though he eventually gets the upper hand. Yes, that is true. But he's still my favorite Looney Tunes character anyway. (laughs) Then, um, so in 1938, he was introduced as Happy Rabbit. And then in 1940, as actually Bugs Bunny. Um, And the Looney Tunes cartoons, not only did I have I watched them growing up for a long time, but they're so witty a lot of the time and random and wacky and loony. (laughs) <laughs> the name definitely fits. And because of those reasons and how much I love the character himself of Bugs Bunny, uh, who is probably my favorite Looney Tunes character, and then Yosemite Sam, most likely my second favorite, <laughs> that's the reason why it's number nine on my list. Any opinions from you guys? Uh, yeah, I mean, the, these are great. Classical music is great. And the animation, they're never going to put that much work into cartoons like this again. Uh, It's just so uh, intensive. And, yep, all the characters are great. If it were on my list, it would have been probably my number two. would have been really high. But I disqualified it because it was not originally aired on television. So following your own criteria. But I watched them on television. All of them that I've seen, I've watched on television. Well, if you watch uh, uh, Wizard of Oz on television, that doesn't mean it's a a television show. But it's not a series. It's a movie. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not (laughs) saying you shouldn't have put it on there. And I definitely would have brought it up in my honorable mentions. But that's why it's not on my list. That's my explanation. Well, I guess that's fair. But I still like Looney Tunes. And I especially like Bugs Bunny. So... That's my number nine, Looney Tunes, especially Bugs Bunny. All right, moving on to number eight for me is one that I I had not watched growing up. 
I think Melissa had not either. We both wanted to growing up, and our parents didn't let us. So Uh-oh. early on when we got married, we sat down and we watched Gargoyles. Because that's one of the first things that you do when you've got your own house now. <laughs> you do all the things your parents never let you do. Yeah, rebellious. Eat a full package of we Oreos. Go watch cartoons. We did that. Yeah, so uh, we went through and watched the whole thing. And it's it's really good. Uh, it feels like we've talked about it on the podcast before, maybe not. But it brings in a lot of mythology, uh, which is pretty interesting. And they build up their own mythology around the gargoyles. Uh, there's some really great characters, the gargoyles themselves, and Xanatos, we've definitely talked about on on previous episodes. And, um, you know, Macbeth, and Gilcon Gain, and etc. Uh, Tim Curry, whatever his character's name is, but it's <laughs> Tim Curry as an evil scientist, so how do you not love it? Tim Curry's always a win. Yep. So, uh, yep, really enjoyed watching it. I would say the first season was definitely the best. Like, more than I'm going to mention on this list, and probably like most shows in general, start off strong and fade uh, by the end. So, uh, that drops it down a little bit for me. But, uh, you know, overall, definitely a strong show, and, and it makes it up to my number eight. Yeah, that's a good one. I don't have any opinions on this show. I've never seen it. <laughs> it's It's on YouTube. You should check it out. Okay, With I your parents' permission. <laughs> oh, they, they're so lax now. <laughs> you can do anything, I'm sure. <laughs> so that's my number eight, Gargoyles. All right, my number eight is one that Brian and I watched while we were, uh, we had just graduated and uh, we were still working at the college and it's called The Tick. And you can <laughs> find all episodes on YouTube and it's just a three-season little uh, TV show, so pretty short, not a big commitment. And it's so fun. It's uh, it's absolutely ridiculous. I think we've mentioned it on here before, but the main character is a superhero called the Tick, and his. Uh, all right, all right, that's enough. That was the end. So his. Superpower is that he can't be destroyed. He's basically invulnerable. Uh, but he's got so many great lines. Like, all throughout the episode, and usually at the end, he'll say some really great stuff. Like, life is, I think today that we learned life is just one great big freshly tossed salad. But you don't eat it, you, you live it. it. <laughs> <laughs> and there have been some, some really fun, notable times. Uh, some really notable characters. Yeah, I'm a mad bomber. Like bombs at midnight. (laughs) I'd like to interject my favorite quote from this show, if I may. Um, It is from a later season when he meets a dog, which is not actually a dog. (laughs) So you know what I speak of. And he says, I'm going to name you Speak, because that's what you do. He hallucinates that it could speak to him. What was it exactly? And it's a capybara, not a dog. That's what it is. (laughs) Yeah, there's just so many great fun moments. It's completely stupid, but it's family-friendly and funny. Uh, Definitely go check this one out. My number eight, The Tick. Wow, some strong picks. We're already getting to some good shows. Um, Up next is 
the 2013 show Avengers Assemble. Hmm. Now, Avengers Assemble is in a uh, series of shows that are all tied together. Multiple Marvel shows with the same animation style. And this one is a very good show with all of your favorite characters from different from the different Avengers comics. You got Thor, Captain America, who is probably my favorite character, Iron Man, great villains like Loki, Red Skull, Thanos, etc. And this show is actually still running. Um, hmm. Started in 2013, still going. Shows wow. you how good of a show it is. Um, the the only reason I didn't put it higher is because I haven't seen a whole lot of it. I think I've seen the first season, and then I saw, I think, half of the second season. Mm. But there are a total of five, I believe, with the current season. So I really want to check those out. They are releasing them on YouTube. Marvel is. So eventually, they'll probably release enough that I'll be able to watch some of the ones that I haven't seen yet. Mm. So I'm really looking forward to that. And... Since I haven't read a lot of the Avengers comics, it's really fun to see an Avengers show that can tell some of the stories that are found in the comics. Hmm. What exactly is it called again? Avengers Assemble. I might have seen a few clips on YouTube, but... Hmm. Yep, one we, night, we have not seen it. Yeah, one night when I was I was bored and I was like, oh, let's just watch superhero-related stuff on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> it is definitely a good show if you just... Don't have anything to do. You want to see something exciting and action-packed. Just go ahead and pull up an episode of Avengers Assemble. Prepare to enjoy it. So, that's my number eight, Avengers Assemble. Cool. My number seven, um, I think you guys both knew this was going to be on my list, but I bet you probably would have guessed. If it would have been higher, it's SpongeBob SquarePants. Ooh. Ooh. I thought it would be higher. Yeah, uh, probably my favorite cartoon growing up. And, yeah, that first, I don't know how they split it up into seasons, but basically that first 70, 80 episodes are are pretty great. That's what we grew up on and haven't really seen anything after that. So that's partly what drops it down for me. And then, um, I mean, there's just, there's just other ones that have risen higher. So that's why it's here. But still one of my favorites. Uh, there's still so many quotes that come out of this. I don't even realize how many how many uh, SpongeBob quotes I make until I sit down and show Lydia and Amber an episode, and then realize, oh, just from that episode, there's three things that I say all the time. It's crazy how much this is, and yeah. you need to be a shit. Is and this the Krusty Krab? <laughs> no, this is Patrick. And I love that for me and for those in my cohort, those of a certain age, that I can just be in the grocery store and hear somebody say, is mayonnaise an instrument? <laughs> or I'm at work and somebody brings out a SpongeBob quote and it's it's a cultural touchstone. It's It truly transcends all creeds, races, peoples. Okay, just shut up. It, it binds us. It's in us. It's through us. Right, SpongeBob. Everyone knows SpongeBob. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it it was brilliant. It's part of its brilliance was its simplicity, and yeah, just very clever. More clever than people give it credit for. I will say. I think I've said all I want to say about this show. One thing I will say: mm-hmm. when we have family get-togethers, 
probably half of the quotes that we quote are quotes from SpongeBob SquarePants. Probably yeah. half the conversation, not just quotes, no. is no. just talking about different no. No. SpongeBob episodes. It's nauseating. So at claim. least it's hilarious. Yes, it. It's funny watching you guys get enjoyment out of it, but when you actually watch the show, it's just. It's it's like Monty Python. Maybe it's fun to quote, but it's not fun to watch. It is fun to watch. It's fun to quote. Rest in peace, Stephen Hillenburg. Mm, yes. I, you were taken from us too soon, and I'm glad you got a little shout out at the Super Bowl. Don't should have been more though. Don't speak to me of the Super Bowl. <laughs> as a Saints fan, All right, and a salty Sponge- Saints fan. <laughs> as a Saints fan and a SpongeBob fan, I am just not happy with the Super Bowl. Well, the way I look at it. It's kind of amazing for a 20-year-old cartoon to get even a brief mention at the Super Bowl. That's fair. Yeah. So it's not what I wanted, but when I thought about it later, after I'd cooled down, I realized it was still pretty cool. So It was not the shout-out we deserved, but it was the shout-out we needed. There you go. So that's my number seven, (laughs) SpongeBob SquarePants. All right, moving on. My number seven is a better children's show called Pinky and the Brain. Because this is one that's so fun for adults and for kids. Uh, There's so many things that you watch when you're an adult and you get it now uh, that you didn't pick up on when you were a kid. And it's not like dirty humor or anything. It's just references and stuff and witty remarks. Mm -hmm. Mm. And... Uh, there's fun, crazy antics. They they just have so much fun off of the fact that there's these two little lab mice running around. One's genius, one's insane. And uh, I love all the different things that they say. Again, just like with uh, with the tick, it's pretty quotable. Hmm. Pinky, are you pondering what I'm pondering? Um, I think so, Brain, but I'd rather eat the Macarena. <laughs> and that's still one of my... There's a YouTube clip on... On YouTube, uh, that I'm, I like to watch. It's all of the pondering when I'm pondering moments. Uh, I think my favorite is, um, I think so, Brain. But if we get Sam Spade, we'll never have any puppies. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely like the show. I haven't, I didn't see a lot of it growing up, mm-hmm. but just recently we we watched a few episodes, and I really had a good time. It's a funny show. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty. It's another one that's very clever in that it's the same formula every single time, but just the small variations they make on it. Each episode feels pretty fresh. Yep. Yep. Uh, That's another one I didn't really think you liked, Melissa, because when I've suggested watching it in the past, you have shot it down. No, well, we've just had other things that we were trying to get through at the time. Shot it down. But we are past Studio C now, so we are free to watch Strike Pinky me down. <laughs> and your journey to the dark side will be complete. Okay, so my number seven is Pinky and the Brain. <laughs> well, good entry. My number seven, another superhero show, what can I say? Justice <laughs> League Unlimited. Mm. I'm guessing, or I'm pretty sure both of you have seen this show. Yes. Yes. So... Just like the Avengers Assemble has a lot of your favorite superheroes, Batman, The Flash, Superman, Green Lantern. The Flash is probably my favorite of all of the characters. <laughs> of course. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, he has red, so. Oh. <laughs> anyway. Maybe Red Tornado should be your favorite. <laughs> True, he does have red in the name. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Justice League Unlimited started in 2007, ran until 2010. It's probably the best DC content I've ever seen, whether well, it be movies or just a comic or really anything. I just really enjoyed the show, and it kind of hurt to put it above Avengers Assemble <laughs> because, as a rule, I like Marvel more than DC, hmm. but I feel like I haven't seen enough of Avengers Assembled to justify putting it over Justice League to Unlimited. justify ha. justice ha. <sighs> That was bad. It's late. <laughs> Very true. So... That's why I put Justice League Unlimited at okay. number seven. So are you not including the first couple seasons, which were just Justice League? You're just including just in this entry Justice League show, Unlimited. I guess you'd call it Justice League Unlimited. Okay, so the the rebranded Justice League Unlimited. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. 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 Cool. Good choice. Good choice. So that's my number seven, Justice League Unlimited. All right, moving to number six, and it's a show that's already been mentioned, but not been on anybody's list yet. And uh, it's one that we did not watch growing up, but then a friend from church loaned us his DVDs, and uh, to be honest, Randall, we're just kind of humoring you, because we're like, well, are we really going to enjoy Samurai Jack? I mean, I would have enjoyed it as a kid, I'm sure, but... Is it really going to be something I enjoy it now? And uh, yeah, we started watching them at lunch, as we are wont to do, uh, with things like that that the kids are are good to watch. And yeah, it is that good. Uh, So it mixes a bunch of different things. Uh, So it mixes that sort of samurai, uh, old-time samurai movie. Uh, If you've seen Seven Samurai or anything like that, uh, uh, or even... um, Westerns that were kind of spinoffs of that, like if you've seen the Clint Eastwood Man Without a Name movies like uh, Good, Bad, and the Ugly, uh, it's that, that character roving around, uh, doing good, or even um, shows like uh, The Fugitive or or um, The Incredible Hulk, of uh, that character wandering from town to town and, and doing good, and then moving on uh, to his final objective and so it's got that. It's got science fiction because it's a samurai from the past and he gets sent forward into the future. And so there's all this sci-fi. Uh, he's, he fights robots often, which let them, uh, they didn't have to show blood. They weren't allowed to show blood on a cartoon. So instead it was often a robot that would uh, spew oil when they got cut with his samurai sword. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, there's um, uh, just so many different uh, clever elements just from a uh, storytelling perspective and from a um, cinematography is not the correct word for animation, uh, but it feels like a movie in a, in a lot of different episodes. Uh, they, they're really clever um, and kind of experimental with, with some of the things that they did. So uh, great characters and yeah, don't, don't really have anything bad to say, except uh, we need to watch that last season. Yeah, I'll agree. This is a fun one. And Randall, yeah, you do need to let us borrow that. Yeah, have you seen this one at all, Zach? No, I have not. I saw 
I think it was the cover art for it. Thought it looked mm-hmm. like it had terrible animation and never watched it. Mm-hmm. I think this one would be right up your alley. Yeah, the animation definitely had to grow on me. I, oh, okay. I definitely didn't didn't care for it at first, but it grows on you. And then, yeah, just some of the things that they do with it uh, really work really well. So, from your description, it does sound pretty cool. Yeah, I think you would like this one a lot. This of the ones on my list. Of all the ones on my list, uh, it's not my highest recommendation, but for you, you might enjoy this one the most, possibly. Okay, well, sometime, hopefully I'll be able to watch it. Sweet. So that is my number six, Samurai Jack. All right, my number six is one that we've only watched like three, four episodes of. Whoa. We just discovered this. But I've had so much fun watching it. It's One Punch Man. And Ah. it's this guy who is so strong he can defeat even the hardiest of villain with one punch. Uh, Now, this is not one that I would recommend for younger kids because uh, they show even... I mean, it is animated. But even still, they show what happens uh, when somebody gets punched so powerfully, you know. Things go flying, <laughs> and uh, but it's really really humorous. Uh, it's got a a fun plot. Uh, it's got a a hero that you can kind of sympathize with, actually, even though he's not like you at all. So I'm really enjoying it. Uh, it maybe shouldn't be this high since we've only watched <laughs> three or four episodes. <laughs> maybe it shouldn't be on the list at all. <laughs> but I'm really enjoying it right now. Yeah, I only felt justified putting this as an honorable mention. It could definitely be on this list eventually, but uh, I think I think I'll have to finish this the season before I I say it's a favorite. I've never watched it. Actually, I've never watched any anime at all. Hmm. But um I do know about One Punch Man mostly from a YouTube video where One Punch Man fights Captain Falcon if you've ever played Super <laughs> Smash Brothers. It's nice. a good video. Cool. All right. We'll have to check that one out. All right. So my number six is One Punch Man. Okay. My number six, once again, I'm guessing neither of you have seen it. DreamWorks Dragons Race to the Edge. Hmm. I've thought about checking it out and just never been interested. I'm not as overboard for the... Is this a How to Train Your Dragon spinoff? Yeah. It is. I'm I'm not as overboard for those movies as everybody else is. They're Mm -hmm, fine, mm -hmm. but I don't like... Run out to the theater when a new one comes out. So so what's this one about? So this is actually, just like Justice League Unlimited, a bit of a rehash of older shows that they made, hmm. um, including DreamWorks Dragons, Riders of Burke, <laughs> which is an inferior show. So if you want to know an explanation for things that will happen in Race to the Edge, you can go ahead and watch it. It's not ah. the greatest, but Race to the Edge is a very good show. Not only does it add a lot of new dragons um, with interesting gimmicks and different things that they can (laughs) uh, shoot, like one can shoot ice instead of fire, Mm -hmm. and it's invisible in the snow, and it can see thermal heat. So if you're nearby, even if there's a snowstorm, it will be able to see your heat signatures. Just different cool ideas like that. And it really develops the characters really well. Two of my favorite characters are Tough Nut, who is even funnier than he is in the movies, and, don't laugh too hard, Chicken. Is this actually a chicken? Yes, Chicken is exactly what he sounds like, just a chicken. (laughs) 
He is Toughnut's <laughs> companion, and even though he never speaks, even though he never really does anything, there's just something so endearing about him always going along with Toughnut. Toughnut always trying to care for him when he's in danger. Is this a ripoff from Moana? Isn't there a chicken in Moana? There sure is. All chicken sidekick. Well, dragons race to the. Well, <laughs> dragons race to the edge started in 2015, and it's and it ended in 2018. So I think it was before Moana. We'll we'll have to do some research on that. <laughs> okay. Well, I do think they were definitely onto something with giving the dragons gimmicks because, as we all know, dragons are overrated. See no. episode. Tw- no. See episode 20. Fictional creatures no. with with another brother. <laughs> I can't believe you. You call yourself a Kozer and you think dragons are overrated. <laughs> I will say, I do enjoy watching the dragons, and Toothless especially. Thank you. Just to recap, I like it for the characters, the great interaction, the character that they build in the show, and just great dragons, great areas that they visit, and that's why it's my number six. DreamWorks Dragons Race to the Edge. Hmm. All right, my number five is a show with some pretty high highs, but some pretty mediocre, pretty middling lows as well. So that brings it down. But for the characters, for the continuation of the world that was already set up in a previous show, and for uh, some pretty some pretty rollicking storytelling when it was hitting its marks uh the legend of Korra makes it up to my number five so this is the sequel to avatar the last airbender and uh there's some things that i really liked like in the last airbender it's sort of a oh i don't know what what time period uh, you would say colonial maybe time type time period industrial revolution almost Mm, pre-industrial revolution I think, and then Korra kind of moves into the more steampunky Industrial Revolution, maybe a little bit past Industrial Revolution because there are things like cars. Um, but uh, so it moves moves things ahead. It introduces some great characters, and uh, I mean, my favorite, maybe my favorite scene in all of animation, takes place in Legend of Korra. Hmm. In the season three finale, if you've seen the show, you know what I'm talking about. You know who I'm talking about. You probably know yep. the scene. I think he was one of, your, one of your villains. Yeah, I think so. Uh, so the villain from that in the season finale, great final fight. And yeah, maybe maybe one of the most thrilling uh, animation that I've seen. So hmm. it's great. You got to watch the show uh, for for some of that stuff. Um, and I mean, it's got Varric, maybe my favorite, maybe my favorite character in the, in the show universe, uh, the two shows combined. Anyway, some really great stuff. Um, the seasons were really up and down though. So season one is sort of a street level, uh, like there's a revolution and it's kind of unclear on, you know, is the guy right does he have a point you know it's one of those villains that you can kind of identify with and that and it's a real great first season then the second season it goes very mystical and cosmic and so uh you know there's some interesting mythology things but kind of too far i think and then the third one the third season i really like a lot but it feels like it shouldn't have come after that second season the second season 
it's almost like as if uh so to take something that you've seen zach it's almost like if you mm-hmm. took star wars and you rearranged and you had uh a new hope and then you had return of the jedi hmm. and then you had empire strikes back so it's like you know the stakes raise really high in the second part and then they go back down in the third part so that feels off um and then fourth season was so so uh so it's really up and down so for that it's lower but um i mean uh no honey but we're in a bear <laughs> that that's hey. sum- that sums it up for me hey that bear just pooped out money <laughs> okay so you gotta check out uh you gotta check out these couple shows well legend of Korra is is my number five for everything that I've heard you guys talk about with these shows in this universe, never seen any anything mm-hmm. from this universe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, maybe you can um, borrow it from Megan and Josh, or or borrow it from the library or something. Mm. You'll you'll have to check this one out. I think uh, I think you would like these two. All right, my number five is one that's already been mentioned. A crossover. It's Gargoyles. Ooh. So again, uh, no, that's bad. No. There we there go. go. There we go. It's late. Uh, so, uh, again, I'd seen maybe a few clips, uh, as a child growing up, and then my parents, like, turned that off, which I can understand it being, it looks a little bit maybe demonic, it could be kind of scary to a child, Mm -hmm. I guess, uh, but it's so cool. So you've got, uh, the premise is that gargoyles actually aren't these, uh, uh, like, demonic creatures, they're actually meant to, they, they protect it's in their nature to protect. And so they build this whole mythos around them. And again, you've got, there's at one point, it's not my favorite part of season two, but it was kind of cool. They had sort of a world tool, uh, tour where they go through a bunch of mythologies from around the world. And so that was kind of cool. And uh, some terrific villains, as Brian said, growth in the characters. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed this show. It had uh, what you were saying, some some very high highs, some kind of mediocre lows, but when it hit those highs, it was pretty great. Yeah, and I, I get, I guess I get uh, our parents not letting us watch it because they looked like monsters or, or like demons, but I mean, that's, that's the whole premise of the show. Like, if you were going to sum it up in a sentence, it would be, they look like demons, but they're actually angels. Flying demons help innocent civilians. <laughs> so that's my number five, Gargoyles. Okay. My number five is a show that I've enjoyed with Brian and my older brother, Luke. Mm-hmm. Also with uh, our dad. Mm-hmm. And sometimes even mom would watch it and enjoy it. It's The Penguins of Madagascar. <laughs> Started in 2008 ran through to 2015 so a long-running show it's just a goofy hilarious better than the madagascar movies show with (laughs) great characters great action amazing humor (laughs) man don't get me started on the jokes that are just so great (laughs) and each time they come up with something totally out of the park Kowalski, the inventor, will come up with some invention that ends up putting them all in serious danger, and then they'll have to find an interesting way to get out of it. Hmm. Well, when you say that it's better than the movies that inspired it, I don't feel like that's a very high bar that they had to surpass. I'm 
Sorry, Zach. I'm not really interested in watching this. That's fine. You don't have to be. But for me personally and for my family, we enjoyed it a lot. My favorite character is probably Skipper, the captain of the commando squad of penguins, the leader of the operations that they perform inside of their zoo. They have a whole secret base in there (laughs) under their pond. And it's just so funny to see the different inventions, crazy things, time machines, explosive devices <laughs> that they have under their zoo habitat. It's a good time. Yep. All right. I haven't seen any of these either, but uh, I would put them on for the kids and sit down and and watch it. Well, that's my number five, Penguins of Madagascar. All right. Number four for me, another crossover, and it's Justice League slash Justice League Unlimited. Yay! Yeah. So, uh, I guess I like this one a little bit better than you, but yeah, uh, the the storylines that went all the way through are something that's somewhat rare for uh, a kid show. Um, the uh, characters, like you were saying, very fun. Uh, it's definitely uh, interesting to see these sort of mythological heroes and villains and uh definitely some very memorable stories that are told uh, i think one of the ones that i like the best is superman gets sent to the future and he loses his powers and so he's just a guy in a beard with sled dogs <laughs> going around trying to find his way back to the past <laughs> and uh yeah there's uh let's see uh flash yep is a great character my favorite quote from the show probably is <laughs> when flash is he's done like a freaky friday body swap with uh lex luthor and so he's pretending to be lex luthor going around in his body and he's in the supervillain bathroom in the supervillain's lair <laughs> and uh I, the dr polaris comes out of the stall and <laughs> as uh, as flash as in lex luthor's body is going out of the bathroom he's like hey aren't you going to wash your hands? And Flash says, no, because I'm evil. (laughs) (laughs) That is a Uh, terrific moment. That might be my favorite moment in that show. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I like both of them. I liked the slower Justice League uh, with fewer characters and and longer stories. I also liked the Unlimited, uh, shorter shows, uh, a little bit faster paced, and... Uh, adding some some of those other great characters like the question. So, yep, this was one I enjoyed watching uh, as a kid. Enjoyed watching again with Melissa after we got married. That is my number four, the Justice League and Justice League Unlimited combination. It's basically the same show. Pretty different much. theme, a little different format, but I, I include them both. All right, my number four is one that's already been mentioned. I guess I just like all of these better than you guys. <laughs> uh, but my number four is Samurai Jack. Yeah. And everything that you said about it, uh, I like that the villain, Aku, he's very evil, and yet he's uh, kind of ridiculously evil, too, sometimes. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, it's just fun watching... Jack go around and do good deeds. Uh, I think the best episodes so far are the ones that have involved the Scotsman. <laughs> Whenever he shows up, it's just always, always a riot. He's good. So that's my number four, Samurai Jack. Thumbs up.
Well, I can't argue with anything that has a Scotsman in it. <laughs> well, my number four is a crossover with Brian, so high five. Can you guess what it is? Mm, SpongeBob. Yes, SpongeBob, yeah. specifically seasons one through three, because those yeah. are the best. Yeah. Now, this show has an insane running time, 1999 to present. That is crazy. 20, 20 years. years yeah. of not that great content except for the first three seasons <laughs> which are just gold and then there's a few good episodes throughout the rest of the seasons okay okay but if you're gonna watch through any of the seasons you're gonna want to go one through three mm. with all of the best funniest characters you got spongebob who i'll admit can be annoying sometimes but he's still lovable in his own way then there's also patrick who is an <laughs> idiot but he's hilarious <laughs> yep then there's Mr. Krabs, there's Sandy, there's Plankton, all of these great characters, but my favorite is probably Squidward. Oh, that's my favorite too. Who could forget Band Geeks, the best episode of the show? Yes. I will say that was a really good episode. Even where, Melissa recognizes. Where Squidward finally has his triumphant moment over his arch rival, Squilliam Fancy Son. Yep, yep. Pizza and delivery. That's also, a good one. Also a top. That one's not bad. And pickles. And chocolate. Uh, the one also yes. where... Patrick and Spongebob are using their imagination in an empty box. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And although I am sad that Maroon 5 didn't perform Sweet Victory in the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, what Brian said is true. It is pretty cool that they gave a nod to the episode, so I can't complain too much about it. The rest of the Super Bowl was probably even worse than the <laughs> halftime show. <laughs> Unless you're a Patriots fan, but even then it wasn't that pretty. Mm. Anyway, getting back on topic, SpongeBob is just one of my favorite shows. Been watching it for a long time. It's just a funny show with hilarious characters that you wouldn't really expect to have any depth, but in some episodes, they actually do have some depth to their character. So, with all those things said and everything that Brian said, SpongeBob is my number four. Yeah. All right, on to the top three. My number three. And I debated put if this should be above or below Justice League, but I decided it should be above Batman the Animated Series. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe it should be lower. I'm, I could be persuaded that it should be lower because I think there's more of Justice League that is really good. But this is another case where there's parts of it that are just so great that it raises the level of it um and the first season of the show which is like the first eight episodes mm -hmm. are again hearkening back to uh what i was saying about bugs bunny how they're never going to make another show like that they're never going to make another one like this they put i mean they were writing original music they were writing original scores for every episode wow that's crazy yeah which is unheard of for anime they were um I mean, the animation is so good, if you go back and look at it. Yeah. Uh, they drew it on black paper hmm. instead of white paper. Uh, so they started with dark, and then they added light um, to get that Gotham City uh, mm. dark uh, atmosphere. And, I mean, this is... So Batman is top two superhero for me. And this is just, this is Batman. This is the iconic Batman for me. And the voice acting is 
maybe the best in any show and um yeah it's I, I don't think you'll have a better you'll have a better batman i don't think you'll have a better joker uh, than you got from kevin conroy and, and mark hamill i'll agree with that yeah so uh later seasons i did not really enjoy him we didn't even finish watching the show i think there's a whole fourth season that we just never watched um because we lost interest but uh, i think there was a uh, drop in quality as far as the animation went oh yeah yeah yeah. Uh, i mean they even they couldn't keep up i guess that that level of quality past the first season or two but i mean if you just watch those first eight as like a movie or as a two-part movie Mm -hmm. um yeah it's it's phenomenal and yeah we we won't see it's like again is this the show where the joker gets ace the little girl uh who can hypnotize people no that was in justice league okay all right i mean it's the same joker right right but uh yeah so yeah justice league is definitely a continuation off of this yeah, this um, is this is an honorable mention for me because I don't really remember much from this show. This was almost an honorable mention for me, but I didn't watch a lot of it. So yeah, yeah. So just go back and watch those first few episodes, and uh, yeah, just the mood, the music, everything works so well together. So one thing is, my favorite Batman is Adam West Batman. Oh yeah. Hmm. I think Kevin Conroy could beat up Adam West. Quite possibly. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So, uh, my number three, I could be argued into putting it lower because there is definitely a drop-off in quality later, but you put one punch man on your list from just <laughs> three episodes, so you at least can't uh, can't deny that it should be this high. No, I think that's a good choice. That's my number three, Batman, the animated series. No quibbles here. My number three is, again, a TV show that's already been mentioned and (laughs) all the spoilers given, practically, but it's Avatar The Legend of Korra. And so uh, I would say this is is one that, uh, say, you could watch, Zach, Mm -hmm. but I wouldn't recommend for younger children. Um, You're you're not a child. Older children like you. (laughs) You know what I meant. I'm fine with um, being an older child. <laughs> kids under 10. Uh, I don't know. Even still, that's sure. pretty pretty low. A low bar there. Uh, but just because it's got some more uh, darker themes, and I don't want to spoil anything, but there are some... There's not always a happier ending uh, where everybody... Everybody goes home happy, let's just say. Yeah. So... Uh, but it's, it's really interesting that first season, pretty gripping. Uh, I, I wasn't as disappointed by, as you, Brian, uh, although I will say the second season was a little bit of a letdown after, after a great first season, third season, terrific. And again, fourth season, not as good, but I was, I was a little more invested in it than you were, I think. And overall, I've got a greater appreciation and enjoyment of it. Uh, the characters are are so endearing and, and you grow to love them all and yeah so that's cool. my number three avatar legend of Korra. cool 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 heard a lot about the show <laughs> someday <laughs> <clears throat> uh 
My number three is one that if Josh Hutt and Megan Kozer <laughs> are listening, they will be very happy to hear. Any guesses? Avatar? No. It's Star Wars The Clone Wars. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, started in 2008, ran to 2014, and was canceled. But they are bringing The Clone Wars back. Hmm. I believe it's at the end of this year. They'll have, I think it's 12 more episodes. So, if you're watching sequel movies, and your Star Wars spirit is all dried up from the <laughs> terribleness of those movies, then you can just watch Star Wars The Clone Wars... And be totally refreshed. <laughs> it makes the prequel trilogy even better. Yes, I said even better. Because <laughs> I liked the prequel trilogy. No matter what everyone says. And now you all know you can't trust that. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the thing I'm most grateful for with the sequels. Is that it made everyone appreciate the prequels more. <laughs> so Star Wars The Clone Wars. Instead of focusing on a main character like Anakin Skywalker all the time, it shifts its focus with almost every episode, making it interesting with each episode every time you watch it. Hmm. A lot of times it'll focus on the clone troopers, probably my favorite characters. Uh, among my favorites are Rex, Cody, and Fives. And this show has some heartbreaks. And I believe Josh said he was he was very depressed after watching the one episode. Whoa. And I will admit... The one episode that he was talking about was very, very sad. But along with the sad comes the awesome action. There's lightsaber duels that are really cool. There's character interaction that you don't see in any of the movies. There's even more backstory to the different characters uh, from the originals that the prequels, they couldn't fit in. And overall, it's just a great show. One of George Lucas's finest works, in my opinion, and Dave Filoni, the the creator of the show, um, took a lot of advice from George Lucas, and he did a really good job with it. Hmm. He'll also be doing the, or he'll also be working on the episodes in the future that they make. So I'm hoping those will be really good too. And with all the characters, the great plot lines, the great villains. That's why I had to put it at number three, one of my favorite shows I've ever seen. Cool. You you make it sound pretty good. I think if this had come out when I was in my Star Wars fanatic stage, I would have been all over this. Uh, as it is right now, um, I'm content to not watch it. Uh, I mean, not run out and, and see it, but maybe maybe when Lydia's a little older, we'll, we'll check it out with her sometime. Based on your recommendations, Zach. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Well, you made me feel good that... The prequels, or at least a byproduct of the prequels, are getting some love. <laughs> some of the great episodes, the Umbaran series, the series where Fives is trying to find out the origin of inhibitor chips in the clones, and the attack on Kamino, those are some of my favorites. <laughs> so, if you've seen the series, haven't seen those episodes, go ahead and check them out. And if you love Star Wars like I do, watch them, you must. Hmm! <laughs> Okay. So, number three, Star Wars The Clone Wars. Nice. All right. Number two for me, crossover with Melissa, The Tick. <laughs> and is it objectively better than Batman the Animated Series? Yes. No. <laughs> but <laughs> it's great it's in its brilliant. own way. Yeah. And... uh 
One of the things that you didn't mention that I really like is the little bits of continuity. Again, unusual for a cartoon. And so, for example, the (laughs) super villain uh, starts burning his name into the moon. And he gets the first three letters, C-H-A, into the moon before he stopped. And so, you know, normal cartoon next week. Uh, it's back to normal, but nope, for the rest of the show, uh, there, <laughs> CHA can be seen in the moon every time the moon is in the background. I should, shouldn't actually say every time because there are further things that happen to the moon. It's a recurring joke. Yeah. But, uh, it was so delightful, I will say. Yeah. So stuff like that, recurring characters, uh, character growth, who needs it? <laughs> uh, plot advancement, unnecessary. Speak the capybara. Amazing. Yes. <laughs> El Seed, the sentient flower. Yeah. Um, chair face Chippendale. He has a chair for a face. <laughs> As Melissa mentioned, the midnight bomber, what bombs at midnight. Exactly. Arthur, Tick, Dot, Neil, giant dinosaur with a mustache, Neil. It's great. Beware the twin heads of science, Arthur. <laughs> It is definitely one of the funniest shows I've ever watched. And it's funny because it intentionally kind of has that uh, 60s Batman and Robin cheesiness with mm-hmm. the tick and his sidekick. Yeah. But it's just, it works so well and it's so funny. Yep, 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 yep. Well, and you just have so many, so many dumb and ridiculous sounding uh, superheroes. Four legged man, feral boy, the human carpet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mucilage man. Yep. So I, on a different day, might put it a few spots lower, but today I'm going to say it's my second favorite animated show, The Tick. All right. My number two, again, has been mentioned. This time it's a three way crossover. Woo-hoo! Oh, yay. SpongeBob. SpongeBob. Woo! Woo! <laughs> No, don't Ooh, high fives that. all around. No, it's Justice League. Yeah, uh, that one's good too. Now, if you put put me up against the wall and make me choose, I'd say Justice League is better than Unlimited. <gasps> but just by a little bit, uh, I just really like uh, that it's it's a little bit. It's a smaller team. There's more room for character development. Uh, you see them really grow together as a team. Uh, they start out just this group of strangers, and then they really knit together. And then I remember uh, right right before the season ends and uh, it goes into Justice League Unlimited, there was like one or two, two or three episodes away from the end. And I was, ha- I was really enjoying the episode and Brian, you said, enjoy it because after this, everything changes. <laughs> <laughs> and that was really sad. But there are some, just so many great memorable moments in this uh this show uh like you talked about uh superman uh in the future and uh i mentioned previously uh one of my favorite scenes is the little girl ace who has mass hypnotizing powers and uh later uh you just see a real human moment in batman as he goes and he cares for this little girl who everybody else thinks is a monster. It's almost as cool as people who can only hypnotize people named George. <laughs> oh, goodness. Over George. We are derailed. <laughs> uh, but then, again, yeah, there are some really great moments in 
Unlimited. Uh, I think my favorite character is the question, like you mentioned. <laughs> but uh, Green Arrow is pretty great. There, there's a lot of great characters that are introduced. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, good job, all of us. This is definitely one you guys should check out if you haven't already. Definitely. My number two, Justice League. Nice. Now, for my number two and number one, these are undoubtedly quite a bit above the rest for me. Well, actually, I'll say top three. So Clone Wars and the next two are probably at least three times as good as any of these other shows, in my opinion. My number two is Ultimate Spider-Man. Ah. Now, I said how I was a little bit sad to put Justice League above Avengers Assemble, (laughs) but I thought... I have Ultimate Spider-Man, so I don't feel too bad about it. (laughs) Ultimate Spider-Man features, I won't spoil it, but one of my favorite comic book characters, Spider-Man. Spoiler! (laughs) (laughs) I said one. And this is just a hilarious show. I would venture to say it's the best balance of humor, action, and just random quirky things that happen all wrapped into one. Spider-Man often has freeze frames where he'll talk to the audience or do something funny, like Mm. when he's trying to explain something that he went and did as Spider-Man, he'll spin the wheel of excuses, and then it'll land on something. That's what he'll use as an excuse to tell the people why Peter Parker wasn't where he should have been. (laughs) Just funny little things like that make the show great. There's some great voice actors, including Drake Bell as (laughs) Spider-Man, who is amazing when... Uh, my brother Luke and I found out that he was Spider-Man. We both gave a shout of shock. Wow. Also starring J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson, which Whoa. I am sorry, J.J.J. Whoa. You should have been on my top ten comic book characters list. <laughs> there is no excuse for that. He should have been there. <laughs> also, Tom Kenny as Dr. Octopus, the voice of SpongeBob. Wow. And then also Clancy Brown voices a few characters. Hmm. Overall, there's just great voice acting. There's awesome characters. Spider-Man has some great synergy with his team of super friends, you might call them. Although that <laughs> sounds a little bit cheesy. And it just yes, makes it, it just makes the show so fun to watch. There's so many great storylines. I actually haven't seen all of the episodes, but just like Avengers Assemble, they're posting these episodes on YouTube so you can <laughs> watch the full episodes. Uh, One of my favorite characters is Stan Lee, also known as Stan the Janitor. And (laughs) at first, he just seems like a fun cameo of Stan Lee, rest in peace, as a random janitor in Peter Parker's high school. But I won't spoil it, but you find out that Stan the Man is much more than he first appears (laughs) to be. And he pulls off some amazing feats of strength and power. (laughs) Well, we'll have to check this out. I've uh, I've really been getting into Spider-Man. Lately. Yeah, uh, yeah, that sounds really fun. It also has some good involvement of S.H.I.E.L.D. and random characters that I've actually never heard of in any of the comics. Also, it has a bunch of cool superhero crossovers. Sometimes it'll have Captain America or Wolverine or the Hulk. Overall, just a great show. I can't really say anything bad about it. It's just really fun to watch, and I had a really good time doing it. So, number two, Ultimate Spider-Man. All right. Yeah, we'll have to check it out sometime. All right. So, number one, Melissa, let's just do it. Hooray, I know Avatar. The Last Airbender. Yay. How did I guess? Both yeah. are number ones. <laughs> it's the perfect show. It sure is. 
They planned it out perfectly. The animation is amazing. The characters are amazing. There's touching moments. There's funny moments. There's cool moments. There's great mythology. There's um, there's self-aware moments. So one of the things that I always mention <laughs> to people to explain what kind of show it, it is, is that it's like in the second or third to last episode of the show, the char- the main characters go to a play, and it's a play that people have put on about their adventures that they've had. So it, <laughs> it's a way for the showrunners to kind of make fun of themselves yep. and all the previous episodes or like a lot of previous moments in, in previous episodes. <laughs> and it's just amazing. You, you have to see it. There's some running gags. There's, uh, if you've seen, uh, I've got a shirt, uh, it says my cabbages. That's, that's a running gag. It's pretty great. Isn't that the show with platypus bears? Yes. This and legend of Korra both have platypus bears. Cause all of the animals in the avatar verse, are combination of two animals. So you have platypus bears, you have uh, buffalo, air, air bison, which are a combination of like buffaloes and otters, but they also fly, and they have six six legs. Do they have parrotpotamuses? A hippopotamus parrot that can fly? That would look hilarious. That would look interesting. No, I can't think of any others off the top of my head. <laughs> but yeah, it. I, I like that. Weird touch. And I like the uh, group of friends traveling around, kind of a kind of a setup that works out really well. Uh, some, the villains are really good. Yep, some terrific story arcs, some great reveals. So, yep, it's it's amazing to me that something this good came out on Nickelodeon. No offense <laughs> to SpongeBob and its other. It's other uh, brethren, but Avatar is pretty high above anything else I think that came out from their animation uh, studios. So it's my number one. Do you have anything to add, Melissa? No, um, I mean, you pretty much said it all pretty succinctly. There's still some some great quotes that we uh, will talk about. Um, My first girlfriend died and turned into the moon. That's rough, buddy. <laughs> I wonder if the moon has CHA written on it. <laughs> I can't really see that crossover happening. <laughs> but, uh, yep. I think one of the neat things about this show is uh, we watched a little bit about the making of it and how they studied martial artists uh, to help them decide how they wanted to draw the art for. Uh, some of the um, the battles and for stuff. For the benders. Yeah, for the benders. Those are people who can manipulate the Earth's elements. Uh, like Mendeleev. And it's it was just cool seeing <laughs> the different ways that they found to use these powers, too. So, uh, you got to watch this, Zach. <laughs> I know we keep hyping it up, and I don't think we can overhype this one. <laughs> But we, we love it with all our hearts. So that's our number one. Avatar, The Last Airbender. Uh, if you'll notice, Brian and I put that one very distinctly from Korra because the sh- two shows feel very different. Oh, I mean, they're completely different shows. I don't think anybody would put them together. Okay. It'd be like Star Trek 
the original series and Star Trek The Next Generation. It's it's obviously two I very suppose. different shows. Okay. In we the same need, universe. We need more power. I love Star Trek The Original <laughs> Series. <laughs> so that's our number one. What's yours? Well, I love this show so much. I'm going to have to give an epic number one just so that it's epic. Number one. <laughs> now that I got that out of the way, this show is so dear to my heart. That's so the title of an old movie. It's a pretty good movie. Watch that. Anyway, my number one favorite animated show of all time is one that you would never guess in 100 years, probably. My Little Pony. Friendship is Magic. I won't respond to that. (laughs) My number one favorite show is Lego Ninjago Masters of Spinjitzu. Now, if you've watched the movie, don't pass judgment because don't judge anything by the movie. I've not seen the movie. I've only seen the trailers. I don't want to see the movie. And I'm sad I saw the trailers. So just don't put that out of your mind if you've seen that movie. And just think about the show as it is. It came first. Started in January 2011. And it's still running. It's probably Cartoon Network's most famous or most popular show since that time. What? And people have been watching it since 2011. There just isn't that much good programming on these days, <laughs> so people find something that's maybe a little better than the rest, but... Well, if you'll give us a chance, <laughs> Ninjago Masters of Spinjitzu, it's Lego, and I love Legos, by the way, may not have the best action out there. I'll just say that right off the bat. It's Lego, so there's not going to be any any slicing of people. <laughs> there's not going to be any bludgeoning, which would be pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> But it has the best characters of any TV show I've ever seen. It has the best storylines of wow. any TV show I've ever seen. Wow. Real or live action or animated. It, oh, it just has so many moments that struck a chord with me and are dear in my heart. And all of the characters, I've just grown to, to appreciate and to love how much, how much they are in the show and one of my favorite characters, yes, he has a red suit. Mm. He's the red ninja. His name is Kai. He's the fire ninja. Fire is probably my favorite of the four elements. So basically, <laughs> um, it's kind of the classic evil brother versus good brother. The old yeah. sensei versus the totally evil overlord um, named Lord Garmadon. And Sensei Wu, who is the wise old paragon character Woo. woohoo uh i forgot about ducktales but it probably wouldn't have <laughs> cracked my top 10 anyway <laughs> sensei Wu gathers four different ninja to help him fight the dark lord and that's just the prologue episodes you got season one rise of the snakes where they fight serpentine human humanoid snake creatures and they're trying to resurrect an ancient huge snake then there's season two, another one of my favorites, focused mostly on Garmadon as the villain. And then it gets it slows down a little bit from there. Season three, season four, not my favorites. Season five, probably my least favorite of what I've seen. <laughs> um, and then seasons six and seven are just great. They brought the show back to its roots, and it feels a lot like the first two seasons. So excellent seasons there. One of the coolest things about this show is most people like the later seasons, three, four, five, um, the most out of all of the seasons. Hmm. 
Um, so I've seen a lot of different preference. It's mostly just what you prefer, not hmm, not necessarily one is better than another. Mm-hmm. Another cool thing about the show is it melds lots of different times. There's uh, medieval, kind of oriental, uh, medieval period where they use swords, they have the, the hut, and then there's also the modern Ninjago city, and there's cars and and different things like that, high-tech things. And then there's another season where everything is very high-tech and futuristic. And then that city gets destroyed, and so they go back to kind of an old-time season. It's just... Gotcha. It melds so many different elements, literally and figuratively, because (laughs) focus is on elements. And it's just such a great show. The characters are the best characters in any show I've ever watched. And it's just really dear to my heart and <laughs> episode, or seasons eight through 10, even though a lot of people like them, I probably will never watch them because they took on the animation style of the movie, probably to introduce the movie fans to the show, but I just can't get over the change in animation and voice actors. So I'll probably never gotcha. watch seasons eight through 10. Don't let that stop you though. If you enjoy all the other seasons, go hmm. for it. But this show, I probably wouldn't have met one of my best friends without this show it's a cool story that i might tell sometime and i've just had a great time watching it i watched it with luke a lot of the time and it's probably the show i nerd out on the most i know a lot of facts about the show and all the different characters even a lot of the minor characters and i don't know i just love it characters and storylines pretty much everything in it is really great and the fact that it's legos doesn't harm it in my opinion just makes it better because i love legos and the creative nature of them so with all that said all of the heartbreaking moments the triumphant victories in mind lego ninjago masters of spinjitsu specifically seasons one through seven uh, is my number one animated show wow well that's such high praise i guess i would have to check it out at some point i was glad to be able to gush about it i haven't been able to much (laughs) This sounds interesting. All right. Well, I will have to... That one in Ultimate Spider-Man, maybe we'll we'll check out at some point. All right. Uh, well... Honorable mentions, Let's anyone? do some honorable mentions. Uh, Looney Tunes, we already talked about. Wallace and Gromit, also uh, yes. not really a TV show. I think they just made specials. But, Cheese, Gromit. But I do like those a lot. Pinky and the Brain and One Punch Man that you mentioned, Melissa. Also, honorable mentions for me. What do you got for us? Well, I already mentioned Batman the Animated Series. Uh, I don't. I guess I could, could include it as an honorable mention. Uh, we haven't seen more than like the first three episodes, which I know One Punch Man the same. But uh, the new DuckTales reboot has mm-hmm. been really fun, mm-hmm. and we're gonna go go check that out at some point. Um, so I'm looking forward to continuing with that. Who knows? Uh, that one might have made this list if we've gotten farther into it. Well, for my honorable mentions, my first one is The Redwall Show, a spinoff of the Redwall book series. Probably my favorite book series. Also, The Tick. You've pretty much already said everything there is to say about it, so <laughs> I'll just let what you said go. It's a hilarious show. Uh, also, X-Men Evolution. It's a good superhero show, not as high caliber as the other ones on my list. 
And then also the one the one honorable mention that needs some explanation, Peppa Pig. Oh yes. <laughs> Um, so not my little I, pony, but I, I was introduced to the show by Danny because when he was younger, he loved this show and watched it all the time. And Luke and I just had such a good time making fun of this show that whenever I watch it, which I don't really anymore because Danny doesn't watch it anymore, but it was just so fun to make fun of the show. Luke and I would just laugh so hard after making some joke <laughs> about how stupid it is <laughs> and it was just a good... We had a good time making fun of it. So it was a terrible show that was so bad, it was really fun to make fun of it. So that's my last honorable mention. <laughs> okay, that makes a little bit more sense. <laughs> All right, well, uh, before we wrap up the episode, let me just do some quick feedback. Uh, we got some feedback from your parents, Melissa, on episode 101. That was our New Year's resolutions. And uh, your dad especially liked your goal to reach out to 10 people this year with a clear presentation of the gospel. And then we heard from Joshua Torrance on episode 102. That was our top 10 movies from last year. And uh, he said uh, he is finally going to go watch Blade Runner and then Blade Runner 2049. I watched Blade Runner. I wouldn't have liked it in high school. It has either. Harrison Ford. <laughs> I didn't like it either. I did yeah. like 20. Yeah. Was, uh, and Do you want to watch it on Clay? Yes. Uh, let's see. Joshua is interested in Gone with the Wind and Quiet Place, even though he doesn't usually watch horror. And uh, he's a big fan of Spirited Away. He also recommends Castle in the Sky, which we have read the book. Uh, which is a uh, a sequel to another Studio Ghibli uh, movie, Howl's Moving Castle. Uh, haven't seen the movie, though, so we'll have to check that one out. Thanks, Joshua. Uh, he also left some feedback for 103. I think that was our books. He really likes Terry Pratchett and is glad that we are also fans. And he's checking out Ray Bradbury. Uh, which we recommend everybody to check out. Uh, the one that he's listening to right now is Golden Apples of the Sun, which is one of his short story collections. Uh, he really liked Neverwhere, which is one that you read, Melissa, and one that I'm going to check out at some point. And he's excited for the sequel, uh, I think, that we mentioned. And then uh, last one. Uh, oh, no, two more. Two more from Joshua. So for our board games episode... He said he proudly listened to every minute of it. <laughs> that was a long episode, so that's quite quite the feat. And uh, he said uh, he he thought it was funny uh, how to the point Joe was, um, and uh, like how how Joe was criticizing our lists. But uh, that's just the way Joe is with board games. <laughs> he has strong opinions, and we we did really have fun talking with him. Um, he said Viticulture sounds awesome. He'd like to try that. Melissa, you just played that recently. Yeah, just last Friday. Yeah, with a board game group. Uh, let's see. He really likes uh, Seasons. He likes Fresco, but he thinks the dummy player is funky. And he thinks Roll for the Galaxy is one of the greatest games ever made. That's so. a good game. Yeah. Thank you, Zach. <laughs> Thank you, Joshua. And then last from Joshua... He uh, gave some feedback for our Board Game Cruise episode. Uh, he said it's cool that we got to check out 
uh, Takinoko, and for him it's a great middle ground game he can play with gamers and casual gamers. And uh, he said, it's cool that we checked it out, even if it didn't super thrill us. And uh, yeah, but I think we liked it. I think uh, I think I compared to like Ticket to Ride, which used to be in my top 10. So uh, good game there. And he said uh, he sees our logic in not doing a board game episode every single year um, because our lists probably aren't going to change too much. But he does think it's cool to see how our lists change from year to year. Uh, I will say, Joshua, at least, even if we don't talk about uh, it every year, we will at least put it on our website, uh, our our top ten list, and we might even do a quick episode where we talk about just the new games that made it onto our list, so we'll, we'll see about that. Last, from Clint, uh, he told me that uh, our books podcasts were a strong motivation for him to finally sit down with some classic sci-fi titles he'd always meant to read, just never got around to it. He said he loved Wizard of Earthsea, so he's going to check out some more Ursula K. Le Guin. And he liked Hyperion by Dan Simmons even more. And uh, I did see uh, that he finished that one. He hadn't finished it when he uh, read to me by Song Goodreads that he had finished it. He gave it five stars. So I'm I'm uh, really excited that I really like that one. That's one of my favorite books. So uh, glad that we could give some good suggestions to Clint. All right. Whew. Well, in closing, I'd like to say thank you for having me again. Yeah. Thanks and, for coming uh, on again. And uh, suffering through my bad jokes and, <laughs> and love of red. Yes. Love of red is a hard thing to swallow. There's not many people we'd do that for, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Nope. Always fun to have you on. Why, thank you. Before we get to the outro, can I say one more Star Wars quote? I feel like I didn't do it justice. <laughs> Go ahead. Thank you. Now you will witness the op- the fully operational power of this outro. Nice. We'll be coming out ahead to you next time <laughs> with some more guests. Another guest episode. So look forward to that in two weeks. Until then... I'm Brian Kozer. I'm Melissa Kozer. And I'm still here. And you've been listening to 10 to 1. All right, so what we always do for these best lists is give our worst. Does anybody have a least favorite that they want to give a 30-second rant about? Well, I always thought fondly of Gummy Bears, and then I rewatched it, and I don't really care for it anymore. I started, I, I liked the first few episodes, but then eventually the bears are just always squabbling within, with each other, and it's over stupid stuff, and yeah, I don't even let Lydia watch this anymore. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was kind of interesting n- none of us put one of those, uh, so Gummy Bears, DuckTales, Tailspin, Chippendale Rescue Rangers... There's a fifth one, right? Uh, Dark, Darkwing Duck. None of us put one of those. I haven't seen any of them very recently, but the ones I have seen didn't really hold up. So that's, uh, I'm guessing you just haven't seen those as much, Zach. Yeah. If I had to pick one of my least favorites, it would probably be something that ruins 
something really good that I love, like the new Bob the Builder cartoons. <laughs> the Australian one, the animated one. Why couldn't they have just done Claymation? It loses its appeal and unique flavor. I didn't even know they had made one of those. I can definitely see that. Good for you. Um, I don't really have a great answer for this one. I don't remember watching too many uh, things that I didn't like. Obviously, uh, if you're a kid, you, you watch a lot of dumb stuff. I'm <laughs> sure there were dumb cartoons that I watched. None are coming to mind. Mostly, uh, if I'm watching a dumb cartoon, I just stop watching. So it's yeah. hard to think of something. <laughs> I'll say I'll say Rocket Power from Nickelodeon is mm. probably the thing that I watched the most. That I bet would be really dumb if I went back and checked it out. It's it was trying to to ride the wave of uh, the extreme sports, skateboarding and surfing and and that kind of stuff. So that was basically the show was kids that were into skateboarding and got into cheesy cartoon situations, but uh, I bet it was not very good. Speaking of dumb shows, Uncle Grandpa is an honorable mention. I forgot it. I'm sorry. What's Uncle Grandpa? You either really want to know or you don't want to know. It depends on the state of your mind. I think I'm good for the night. <laughs>